0: That passage of Scripture is one of the theological foundations for my life in ministry, and I'm going to kind of lay that out for you this morning. Uh, I want to start out with a couple that were, they were sitting on their porch on a Thanksgiving morning, and the uh, older couple, the wife, was, had, was reflecting on the pastor's sermon of, of giving thanks and appreciating the people around her. She's trying to think, what can I say to my husband? What can I say to him? And she says, Henry, I'm proud of you. And Henry said, huh? And so she got a little louder. Henry, I'm proud of you. And he said, huh? And she said, Henry, I'm proud of you. He said, I'm tired of you too. Not exactly the way she wanted her Thanksgiving to begin. We've all had experiences like that. Not surprisingly enough, I want to talk this morning about our practice of giving thanks in every circumstance. And, and I'm, I'm going to be right up front with you. i got a long way to go. It may be foundational, but I, there's a battle within my soul sometimes. And so this sermon is as much for me as I begin this week, and really my life as it is for anyone else. Let's pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth... And may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. May we hear you and you only, O God. Hide me behind the cross. That the words that I speak would be your words. And that if there are any words that you will have me speak that go unspoken, that we would hear them anyway. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Melinda Beck says this about uh, giving thanks. She says, adults who feel grateful have more energy, more optimism, more social connection, and more happiness than those who do not. According to studies conducted over the last decade, they're also less likely to be depressed, envious, greedy, or alcoholics. So we're going to try something this morning. Turn to the person next to you and say, thank you. Thank you for being here. Or thank you for something. You just increased your life by probably 24 hours. <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously. Uh, one particular study that stuck out for me was a, a study of college students, and they divided these college students up into three groups. One group would write letters of thank you and send them, the second group would write letters or journal, but they didn't have to send the letters. The third group did nothing, okay? And here's what happened, here's what happened. Those who wrote the gratitude letters and sent them reported significantly better mental health, well-being, and an increase in friendship, even those who wrote the letters or journaled, and of that second group, 23% actually sent the letters. Even the group that that just wrote those letters of thanksgiving or journaled about what they were thankful, they had an increase. And here's the great part. The, the study showed that um, after 12 weeks, after 12 weeks, they interviewed the students again and found that there had been a greater increase still in the period of time after they did the exercise. And then the researchers were so, so astounded by it, they did MRIs on the, on the first and second group after six months and found those areas of the brain that created you know, well-being and positive thoughts and higher achievement, better, better test grades, that those parts of the brain were like uh, were like flashing. Giving thanks, counting our blessings, makes a difference. It makes a difference. What if we made Thanksgiving a life instead of a day? What if we made it a life instead of a day? Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5 16, 17, and 18, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in every circumstance, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The first is the most difficult. Rejoice always. First time I read this passage, I thought, what in the world does Paul think he's saying here? Rejoice always? How am I going to preach that to my congregation uh, where there are people who are hurting, they're suffering, they've they've had loss, they've they're 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 struggling at work. Rejoice always? Give me a break, Paul. But joy or rejoicing. Is a path, not a destination. A path, not a destination. Think about it for a moment. Rejoice always. Now, Paul is not saying fake it till you make it. You know, he's not saying pretend. And here's what we know about the Greek words that Paul uses here. The word that he uses for rejoice is the word Cairo. okay? And Cairo is a combination of two words. They are kari, which means gift, and kara, which means joy or grace. Literally, it means grace in action. Rejoice always are... Put your grace in action all the time. Show grace in everything you do. Rejoice always. And and Paul's not just talking about what comes out of our mouth. Paul is talking about our approach to living. For example... Do we focus on the pain or on the prize? I, I mean, if, if we determined every action in our life as as being, I'm, I'm going to avoid pain, then nobody would be born, right, ladies? <laughs> nobody would get would be born. There's just too much pain. Um, if if we considered the pain ahead of the pro. Instead of the price, no teenager would live to graduate from high school. (laughs) Sorry, guys. If we considered the pain instead of the prize, no one would work out. We would not watch our diets. Life would be pretty terrible. Joy is the path. Not the destination. Rejoice always. Rejoice because we have faith. Rejoice because we follow a God that... Helps us to put the pieces back together no matter what. Rejoice because grace has been poured out in abundance upon us and we have the opportunity to give and share that grace with others. Rejoice because we have family and friends and even if our family is terrible, we still have this family and we have a God that loves us no matter what. Rejoice in this sense is not an ignoring of our problems it is to embrace them and to put them in perspective. It's been 10 years ago. 10 years ago last July. I I knew something was wrong because I could I could feel my heart doing weird things. And then one night I couldn't breathe. And I went to the emergency room and found out that I was in the middle of heart failure. Um, had, after several tests, a week and a half in the hospital, was diagnosed as having cardiomyopathy. Um, while I was recovering at home and listening to the horror stories that the doctors were giving me, um, and I had more doctors than... I don't know. It was, it was, it was really pretty an incredible time. But my, my daughter came home one day and I was kind of resting and I had found she no longer lived at home but I, I found her room upstairs to be quite quiet. And so I was hiding up there. And she came up and found me and she laid down beside me and she said, Daddy, I, I don't want you to die. And I said to her, I said, Honey, I have a lot to be thankful for. I love you. I love your brother. I love life. And if God allows me to live another day, I will die a happy man. But, Daddy, I don't want you to die. And I said to her, I said, honey, I, I want you to promise me that. That if something does happen, that you will value the relationship that we've had over the years. And that you will remember that and know that I will be your angel from this day forward. Miraculously enough, I, I was able to get with a doctor who was doing a program with Cleveland Clinic and Mayo Clinic. And I had uh, a full recovery, which is very unusual, about 10%. And my daughter got mad at me a little later on, and she was kidding with me. And she said, I thought you were going to (laughs) die. And so we still kind of kid about that. But that was the wake-up point in my life, to look death in the face and to see life truly from that moment on as a gift was an incredible turning point for me. I didn't I never looked at my daughter the same way. I never looked at my church the same way. I never looked at at at, at what I was able to do the same way or my son I was, it, it was incredible. Rejoice always. Paul goes on with this passage and he says, "Rejoice always, pray without ceasing." Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Pray without ceasing. Now, that's a little easier to some extent, although we don't mean driving down the road with our eyes closed. But it is an attitude of prayer, always, of looking to God and to receiving what God has for us, to speak the words of God that God would have us speak, to see what God would have us see, to hear what God would have us... To pray without ceasing. And you've probably heard me use this passage before, and I will use it again. Because prayer is more than just a pause in our daily routine. Prayer is so much more than just the momentary quieting of the soul. Literally, the word prayer means to exchange our wishes for God's wishes. To exchange our wishes for God's wishes. It kind of changes our prayers, doesn't it? I mean, I still think God wants to hear our wishes and our desires and our hopes and our dreams. But it is also a listening and a longing for God's hopes and dreams for our lives. To trade our wishes for God's wishes. To pray constantly is to constantly, without interruption, to seek what God wants. What is God's desire? What is God's desire in this situation? No matter how difficult, no matter how joyous... Third, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. Here Paul goes again, give thanks in all circumstances. Uh, Give thanks, there's a lot of things that I have trouble saying thank you. Hmm. Give thanks in all circumstances to see as God sees. To see as God sees. In Genesis, for example, chapter one, um, the Greek word for, I mean, the Hebrew word for good is used seven times. God will create something and he looks at it and he goes, and he saw that it was good. And he saw that it was good. And he saw that it was good. What's interesting about that word is that it is. In the same form of the word, Hebrew word for thanks. And by the way, after he created humanity, what did God say? It was very good. No matter how we might see ourselves, God sees something very good. Seeing what God sees. Now, notice here. Paul doesn't say give thanks for everything. He doesn't say give thanks for everything. He says give thanks in everything. No matter what we are facing, we can find some gratitude. What did Melinda Beck say? She said, adults who feel grateful... Have more energy, optimism, et cetera, et cetera. Give thanks. Paul is trying to help us build a successful life. A successful life. Give thanks in every circumstance, find something. For when we give thanks, we see what God sees. Two years ago, my father, uh, I, I realized he'd been lying to me about his condition. Um, I got a call from the, actually, the state aging uh, committee, and they had received a complaint from one of his church members that um, his condition had deteriorated, and I was just shocked. And I, I just got on a, a plane the next day, flew up there, and when I found him, he could not even roll over in bed. I was just shocked. Two months before that, I'd had him down here by plane, and we'd walked around my son's work and we'd spent time, you know, going around Dallas. He can't even turn over in bed, can't even get himself to the potty. I mean, it was I thought, what has happened here? You know what he said to me when I walked in the door? Johnny, thank you for being here. And as we walked that journey over the next two years, he improved quite a bit, but it was just too much to overcome, and I was always amazed that when I would walk in the doors of, the, of his nursing facility, and I would hear the complaints as I would walk down the hallway of the different patients, you know, and they, a litany of complaints, but when I got to his room, it was all about Gratitude. He would tell me how good the nurses were, even when they weren't, you know, how, 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 how sweet they were to him, even though, in my opinion, they were taking way too long to answer the call button, how good his doctors were. And as I reflected on that in the last couple of months of his life, I realized that that's what he would lived for me his entire life. And I just thought he was a Pollyanna optimist. He saw the good, no matter what, found something to give thanks. And so on this Thanksgiving, that's what I'm going to be grateful for. I'm going to, over and over again with my kids, tell them how grateful I am for a mother and father that showed me that... No matter how they grew up, and both of them grew up in tough situations, and no matter how many challenges that they'd faced in their lives, they found ways to say thank you. My father's favorite phrase, by the way, was uh, when one of us were disappointed or or even something had not worked out for him, he would say, I can't wait because God must have something better planned. Now, I used to think he was crazy, but all I can do is say thanks. So, this Thanksgiving, here's the challenge: write a thank you note, or two, or three, or maybe even write a thank you note to yourself. And put it somewhere where you'll find it in six months. Text someone as you lead today. I've had several of you tell me that you texted people on the way out of last Sunday service and people were grateful that you were inviting them and grateful that, that you were telling them how exciting, how exciting and how spirit-filled things are here at First Methodist. Text them and say, thank you. Thank you for being my son. Thank you for being my daughter. Thank you for, for being my mother. Thank you for being my father. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being there when blank. Say thank you. Put it in your calendar as a reminder to say thanks. Do a gratitude challenge, either in your family or at work or somewhere, where every week you get together to see who has said thank you the most. (laughs) Keep a gratitude journal. But whatever you do, count your blessings. Count your blessings. It will... Where's the list here? It will... Decrease depression, anxiety, and envy. You'll be more empathetic, forgiving, helpful, and supportive. You'll be healthier. You will sleep better. You'll have increased energy, increased activity, lower blood pressure, and you'll sleep better. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in every circumstance for this is God's will for us.